Hello, welcome to Handled Hay. It's Corey Vaughn. Uh, Adam will be joining us later. Uh, we forgot to record the intro a few days ago, so I'm sitting on my bed, um, quickly recording an impromptu thing. Uh, but we wanted to let you know the writer uh, and director of this episode. We're talking about Hall Monitor, uh, written by Rachel Lippman and directed by Kelly James and Steve Saki. Um, yeah, this is a good, good episode. Uh, we get to talk about uh, some psychological, uncanny, pecan-type conversations between Helga and Phoebe. And um, it's just a good episode of uh, kind of seeing what drives Phoebe um, uh, into kind of a, a Helga-like, tyrannical state. Um, yeah, it's good. I won't go into it too much. I will let um, the meat of this podcast speak for itself. Um, as usual, please write and review. Uh, we do have a email, hey.hairnoldhay@gmail.com. Um, but let's just get, let's get into it. All right. Enjoy. In Hall Monitor, Phoebe Heyerdahl learns what power really feels like. Uh, Helga is the Hall Monitor, uh, and she is a tyrant. She is um, handing out tickets like it's her job. Um, by tickets, I mean like detention slips, basically. Uh, students hate her. Uh, I think Gerald says something like, anyone would be better than Helga. I can't wait for her not to be the Hall Monitor, any Hall Monitor anymore. Um, and it cuts to... This uh, kind of big gala scene where uh, Prince, Principal Wartz um, is like thanking Helga for all of her hard work as a hall monitor and then says, you can now choose whoever you want. And of course, Helga tries to get another term. Uh, he says no. And so she picks Phoebe, who's stunned. She doesn't she clearly did not expect this. Um, and so later we see Phoebe uh, in her hall monitor uniform with Helga and she's like, I did not want this. This was a bad idea. Why? And Helga's kind of like pumping her up with this like f like fake bravado. Like, oh, you got this. You're going to be so great. Also, you're my friend. And Phoebe's like, wow, thanks. That's really nice of you. And then Helga's like, no, no. I mean, like, you're going to let me cut in line and go to the water fountain. Like, she she's looking for... Um, she calls it later executive privilege, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, but... Uh, she gets run over by all the kids. Phoebe does. Uh, and that's because she is meek as a mouse. Right. And so, uh, she feels dejected. She gets thrown in a locker. Um, and Helga decides it's going to be her job to train Phoebe to build herself up and be the hall monitor. She was meant to be. And so it starts with kind of some basic, like after hours training of Helga running around like a crazy kid to kind of, give Phoebe some easy opportunities to, uh, uh, call her out. Um, and so when Phoebe kind of gains a voice, which takes a few, you know, a few moments in this montage of scenes, um, once, once Phoebe gains the voice, uh, she kind of slowly inches into like, 
um, power, which just starts with Helga standing over her shoulder and menacingly looking at Sid when Phoebe calls Sid out for walking too fast or something. Um, and that gives Phoebe that last bit of encouragement to be even more of a dictator than Helga was. So it cuts to like all the kids in the hallways walking like it's the end of the world, like dystopia. Um, it kind of looks like, um, she's set up like a traffic zone in the hallways. So kids are getting, kids are getting, uh, detention left and right. And it cuts to Gerald and Arnold complaining about it at the lunch line. Uh, and Helga cuts in front of them and, this is when she says, this is executive privilege. This is the way, this is the new power structure. And Phoebe, to Helga's surprise, uh, stands up to Helga and says, no, you have detention. Don't cut in line. And Helga is like shocked that her, um, basically the, the mentee became the mentor. That's, that's what happened. Uh, and so it cuts to, it cuts to um, detention where Phoebe is like completely happy with putting her friends in detention. Uh, but I guess it's sort of like an emotional coup happens where all of the students, they don't turn against her physically. They, they like tell her you've changed. We miss the old Phoebe. Um, and Phoebe's like, no, no one likes that. And the kids one by one kind of list off the, basically the pushover things that Phoebe would do. (laughs) But Phoebe does realize how much she's changed when she, she looks into the mirror, uh, into a window that Helga kind of cleans to let Phoebe look into it. And she sees herself morph into this Helga type Phoebe. And that convinces her, okay, I need to drop this persona and go back to being Phoebe. And she kind of like, like pushes the knife into a Helga when it comes to like, well, you taught, you taught me this and you like, I don't want to be like this. And Helga's like, geez, like it's not that bad. Um, Anyway, what ends up happening, Phoebe kind of, takes off her like hall monitor uniform. The kids sneak out and Helga um, walks out with her They're I mean, they're kind of like friends again, but the last little moment Phoebe throws on the hat again and says something like, like watch it, yo, or something like that. Something very, uh, uh, you know, bossy cop, I guess seventies uh, bossy cop. Um, so it ends with mo- Phoebe mostly, back to normal. But I guess the positive spin is that she knows now that she does have the power to stand up for herself, which despite all the negative stuff that came out of it, I guess that is kind of a positive, positive finish. Yeah. I think it's a good episode. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's nice to see a different side of Phoebe. And I think there's a lot of like nice little lessons about humanity within this episode. Well, yeah, the episode's about, power and how power comes to be, uh, how power is misused, how it's passed from one, um, one people unit to another, um, people unit. I like it. Thank you. Person. (laughs) What, what is person? People unit, people unit, purple people unit. Yeah. Um, from one fleshy creature to another Mm, mm, fleshy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's not, the funniest episode, but it does have some funny moments. I think Hel- it's cute. It is cute. It, I, I do like Helga slowly losing control of this monster she's created. Yeah. That um, is weirdly satisfying. Yeah. And yeah, little moments. I'm trying to think of like little moments that aren't really bigger for, for the bigger theme. 
I think, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Well, Helga's Helga's all about the monster truck rally, it, like which is similar to her being into like wrestling. It just it's another thing that mm-hmm. Helga's into that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, I like all the ways that Gerald is going to detention. Like mm-hmm. having shoes that are too sneaky, having shoes that are not sneaky enough. Sque- I'm sorry, squeaky. Shoes that are too squeaky and shoes that are not squeaky enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for walking too fast and walking too slow. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, th- I feel like, should we just, do we do the thesis yeah, yeah, now? Let, yeah, let's talk about that. Um, so there's a scene uh, at the end where Phoebe's realizing that she doesn't need to be basically a manipulative asshole. Um, I know. Sorry. Language. Um, and she lists all these things and the viewer knows that she's talk like she doesn't know she's talking about Helga, but the viewer knows that she's talking about and Helga, Helga kind of knows she's talking about Helga. She describes you'll hear it in the clip, but she describes all these terrible qualities in a human and she doesn't want to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it basically just describes Helga to a T. And so I think the two things that are happening in that moment, one is that it's putting a mirror up to Helga. Yeah. And then the other is that Phoebe is realizing something about the problem with too much power. Um, totally. So let's, let's listen to it. What, the old Phoebe who let kids push her around? Forget it. She's gone. And no one misses her. I do. You do? Well, sure. What about the old Phoebe who used to be my best friend? What about the old Phoebe who used to help me with my homework? What about the old Phoebe who used to always let us use her pencil when we forgot to bring one? And what about the old Phoebe who used to eat all the crust off my sandwiches and give me the middle? We want the old Phoebe back! Yeah. Gee, have I really gotten that bad lately? Phoebe, take a look here. Look into that reflection. What do you see? Ah! Hey, it's not that scary. Yes, it is! I've lost the old Phoebe. Deep down, I don't really want to be this horrible, bossy, scary, selfish, emotionally challenged person who has to order people around just to get respect. Who'd want to be like that? You know something? I'm going back to the old Phoebe. I don't need this badge to get respect. Or this whistle. Or this book of tickets. I don't need any of this stuff. I can get everyone's respect and attention just by being myself. Right, everyone? Everyone? Right, Phoebe. I'm really proud of you for being strong enough to be yourself. Come on, let's go get a soda. Great idea. I'll be right there. Yeah, so the two the two directions I think the conversation can go. One is about Phoebe's understanding of pure tyrannical power, how that mm-hmm. shifts in that moment, um, and I think that's kind of the more obvious meat of the episode. Um, and I the other part that I want to get into maybe later is um, how this episode is actually about Helga looking at Helga. Um, yeah, which is more maybe like. Uh, yeah, it's a mirror image. It's sort of her looking at the uncanny, being like ashamed and of this like abject thing that is actually just her. Um, but let's let's pause on that one and talk more about just the meat. The meat of the episode is that it. The way I've been thinking about it all week because we want we watched it for the first time like a week ago, and um, I've been thinking about <clears throat> what America's role is in the Middle East, basically. It, yeah, it's really weird. Which is, which is like a ridiculous sentence to say. This episode of Harold is a lot like America in the Middle East. It is. It, no, it really is. Because I think like in our 
reality that we live in, whether you're American or on the other side of that non-American equation, it like it's just this idea of like being powerful and then wanting to use another thing that has some level of power, right? right like, right. cause Phoebe as, as a human <clears throat> being has the ability to be something quote unquote great. Right. Yeah. And but different, great, but different. Right. And so Helga has to give the power away because it's impossible to have power uh-huh, forever. Uh-huh. It turns out. And so she, she sees these, like she sees Phoebe as a person that like a thing that can be molded and can be sort of, used from afar and like controlled from afar yes and what so say like in the middle east it's like the way that we created something like al-qaeda it's like we are going to create that have this militia in another country arm it to fight russians or fight whoever we want at the time some dictator to fight whatever some uprising group that we don't like Totally. Yeah. Like whoever that whoever the thing is at any point. I mean, that the history in the Middle East is so insane, like and as far as the United States involvement in it. So, yeah, to fight a dictator, to fight an outside power, whoever. And but then you realize these people have like humanity and they have desires of their own. Right. They right. have power conflicts of their own. They have power struggles of their own. And so they're going to, they want those things to be realized. They want autonomy. They want to be able to d- like determine their own fate and their own future. And they want what you want, which is some people want total power. Mm. And so there's always going to be that sort of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads into like a, like, oh shit, this is more complicated than we thought. So like before we were in, before America is involved really heavily in, in skirmishes and war in the Middle East, we still want to be manipulative and that we still want to control something. And we want um, oil, we want like good trade. We want, we want peace is another commodity that is positive for the, and I'm not no, saying we don't want peace. What I'm saying is we want that. If nothing else, the that's facade it, yeah. of peace. The, yeah. the, if nothing else, the facade. I'm, what I'm saying is there are commodities that, um, both spoken and unspoken that keeps America tied to, um, like political power in the Middle East. Yeah. Um, but what eventually happens is, uh, from a from a selfish political standpoint, America thinks, "Oh shit, we 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 screwed up." These like war is actually happening, like not and not like m- stuff that we can manipulate. So we actually have to step in and fix it. And that's what happens in this episode when Helga actually f- sees that what she's when she puts the term hall monitor onto Phoebe, she's saying it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be fine. And I'll still get my privileges. But then she sees that Phoebe's failing. And the two things, two things happen. One, other people are going to see that I made the mistake of giving Phoebe this role. And two, my perks, I need to make sure my perks are still intact. And so her stepping in and saying, no, no, I want to like actually help you feels also manipulative, even though she's saying like, no, no, like I, like it's my mission to help you. I want to make it make it even better. And so to me that feels like getting your hand even more dirty than it already is. Totally. Like, well, it's like just a different way of reasserting your control. Right, right. Yeah, and preserving whatever your idea of the status quo is or whatever the status quo is, which is basically you just having power of the power. Yeah. Yeah, and and it feels a little like 
similar adjacent but not exactly the same is like and i kind of mentioned it jokingly earlier the mentor but the mentee the person being mentored becoming like surpassing right so darth vader surpassing obi-wan that's actually a really good example is have you heard of star wars before no i haven't yeah i was gonna say it's a good example of something i don't know about you know who darth vader is though right yeah he has a breathing problem right um he was trained by obi-wan kenobi Mm -hmm. um surpassed him and then basically rebelled mm-hmm. now do you biblical. feel this feels biblical um not no <laughs> no uh i th- i think the mormon bible has the devil is the is trained by god and then rebels i think that's yeah. i think that's true and his name is darth vader as well that's the ironic part yeah it's people don't talk about that much because you know they view george lucas as a god too oh. anyway um yeah, uh, basically, Helga is Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, wanting to manipulate but not not be seen that way. And then Phoebe is Darth Vader, who eventually goes to the dark side. This episode is trending now because people love Star Wars. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think the reason I wanted to jump into this the thesis and be able to talk about the thing is because you realize or like the meat of the episode is you realize like everything going on in this episode has to do with the thesis. Like oh, every yeah. scene that every we're going to talk about. Yes, yeah. Yes. And moment just has to do with the thesis straight out. So I think it's like more helpful to do that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Even the, the scene where principal warts is like passing power from one person to another. Um, you know, he says that like you have to like a person serving the community has to give up their i think uh, badge right? yeah and it feels like uh, thinking about it a lot too with even what's the conversation going on right now about gun control and about um uh guns in schools both legally and illegally like it feels like politicizing power within school is a really strange thing um and complicated and it's interesting how simple simple they make this whole episode. Like it's such simple language, but it's a really complicated thing. Like giving a student power to discipline another student is it adds to the competition that's already in that's like, already in yeah, school. Inherent in school dynamics. Yeah, I don't know. I think I th- and I think in a way there's like a like when Phoebe especially when she takes control she creates like almost like a military atmosphere mm-hmm. like they're like marching through the school and stuff yeah they call her um i wrote it down cuz it's very funny field marshal phoebe yeah and the difference between her and like helga is helga is just like on a wild power bender yes and she kind of just like is a tyrant and just like uncontrollably goes around doing whatever she wants. There's a method to Phoebe's madness. Totally. Yes. There 100% uh-huh. is. And it's like, yeah, it's like what, I don't know which one of those is better. It's like really hard to tell. Probably neither of them is good is I think the ultimate if, thing. If we're going to compare, cause I, there's a lot here that feels, um, I, I don't think it's one for one, a Trump conversation, but if we're thinking about like a raw desire for power, I would say that the Trump posture feels more like the Helga posture. There's not really a rhyme or reason. There's just this like Mm -hmm. desire to be in control. And I wonder if like, I don't know what the one-to-one is. I don't think there is, Mm -hmm. but like the people under Trump and, and really the people under Bush as well 
though Bush was not a tyrant anywhere near in posture, anywhere near what Trump is. They both just kind of want to hang out. And the people behind them. Right. Are the, are the actual like, um, like organized militant types. So you have, yeah, they have like an agenda and he kind of is like buys into it, but they both kind of just want to hang out. And I, yeah. Yeah. And Trump feels more like the, the tyrant, like the, like, ah, like this, do this, do this now. But then you think of like a Kushner who's like so slimy and like, um, I mean, put dumb aside for a second. He actually has like, goals in mind though you know does he all right well then who like who right Steve now bannon would have been the guy there we go that's but good he's no longer really around but he was like a major ideological it's a weird ideology but ideological driver behind trump he's the one that like blended the okay. like trump had like these gut instincts of like i understand how reality tv works i know how to get to the top i know how to constantly be in the attention of the media blah 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 and and then bannon kind of like had this weird like I don't know, like deregulatory, hate the government, like national, hyper-national identity thing. He had like a weird ideology. Which isn't one-to-one to Phoebe either, but it's like he knows exactly what and why he's doing the powerful yeah. things he's doing. Yeah. And I think Phoebe... by the It's end, more systematic. Yes. Yeah, and by the like end, that's weird Phoebe's negative become. anarchy. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think like how, how else to like flip kind of open it up because i think there's there's a lot here oh so well we'll we'll move from uh social stuff and political stuff to i think we were talking about this off uh, off the mic over some mexican food that we live in california everybody <laughs> and there's like I, I, I think to me the one of the most interesting parts of it is the situation that occurs at the end which has to do with the thesis scene where she's kind of uncovering like who she doesn't want to be, which is ultimately Helga. And when, and you mentioned this in the opening, like the students are talking about all the qualities they like about Phoebe, which is they right, just like right. to get things from Phoebe. Like it's, they're, they're very selfish and they're, mm-hmm. they're the way that they like Phoebe. And there's something about like the idea of even the qualities that could seem negative, which is like Phoebe being a pushover. Right. Within the ecosystem of the school yes, 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 and yes. the classroom. Yeah can actually be important for the flow and the Mm -hmm, movement mm -hmm. of the relationships between everybody else. So if you have like power, like there's natural power dynamics with, between the students. And when that becomes unbalanced, it kind of, people don't know how to feel about other things too. And about that person. And it throws off the whole ecosystem. Yeah. I had had a therapist years ago who she said that when (laughs) you shake things up in your life, um, because life is more like a mo- a mobile than than a straight line when you either add or take away weight to your mobile um all the other people connected to your mobile because if, if 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 you are on a mobile with all your relationships explain what a mobile is um it's, it's like over what, it's like over a baby's crib yeah and so and they're like it's like balance little little knickknacks that are balancing mm-hmm. with sticks basically yeah. um and and they 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 balance in such a way that they never get tangled mm-hmm. and they um they they look aesthetically pleasing but if you add like a little bit of weight to one or take away a little bit of weight to one it throws the whole mobile off um yeah it's off balance it's off balance and i think uh and 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 life is life is that way so if you build yourself up or if you 
um, tear yourself down, whatever emotional work you're doing, even if other people understand that that needs to happen, it's still going to throw off your relationships with other people. And I think that's what's happening here is that Phoebe's shifting as a person. And so, like you said, her role in the ecosystem ends up throwing off the whole thing. Totally. And, and, and in a way, like the, her parts of her personality are not the best. Like she's not quite self-deprecating, but she like lacks confidence. Yes. And so it would be better for her to have a little more confidence, but like in this, it, but then she swings way too far to the other extreme. Right. Right. Um, and it reminds me also of like people, if you have a friend or whomever that has like a drinking problem or something. And like when you go out with them, they can be a lot of fun yeah. because they get wasted and they do goofy things and they're stupid and all these things. And then if they like sober up and stop drinking, like you think like that's good for your health. But, like, you're kind of boring now. Like, part of your personality is gone. It's like when a fat comedian loses a bunch of weight, Jonah Hill, and then no longer becomes funny. Do, do you know of anyone who, who's done that? I don't know. Jonah Hill. I don't know. But okay, it, go on. It, but it, it, like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, it's good that he loses weight or that people lose weight. But, like, there's something about the their identity that you become attached to. Yeah, and so it's... It's, it's purely in, selfish, in that, though, Yeah, it's pr- purely selfish, exactly. It's then up to... I mean, there is, I think most of the work has to be done by Helga because she's in the closest relationship with Phoebe. Yeah. But the work needs to be done by the community to like, okay, Phoebe needs to go closer to who she used to be, but we need to give a little bit too. Totally. Like, like to balance that mobile out, if she's going to gain some weight back, we need to give up a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but I don't know. I, I think... It's also an extreme example of that because if she were to just change a part of her personality and not have the ability to like rule over others, it would be different. Like if she was like, if you're if like part of what she's doing is she has the ability to really impact the day of the other students. Yeah. So if she wasn't the hall monitor giving out tickets for everything, but was just like a little more confident, she would be fine. But it's like the overcompensating like leads her to just be kind of insane. So question, and this is more theoretical about the entire show. Um, thinking about, can you, can you think about the most emotionally balanced and healthy people? Not necessarily balanced like they're normal, but like who are okay with who they are. They're not self-deprecating. They um, are consistent. They are um, kind when they need to be kind, harsh when they need to be harsh. Like, I don't know if there are many. I think Arnold's close, but he's... I think Gerald. He seems to me to he's be... He's pretty collected, yeah. He seems the most normal. But he's but he's a little power hungry, too, though. He Like, when it comes to money, he's, like, very... Yeah. Like, I was, gonna, I was actually going to say the most consistent in her inconsistency is actually probably Grandma. Right. Oh, I didn't even think about them. And yeah. maybe grandpa too. I, I think the two of them are pretty. I Yeah. I think for the kids, probably Arnold or Gerald, but then yeah, grandma and grandpa for sure. Yeah. yeah. Just a thought because of, of how, I mean, the show is about a bunch of weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, we're never going to say Mr. Kakashka. He's the most unhealthy person in all yeah. ways. Um, or not even Mr. Simmons who Mr. Simmons has, so much going from when it comes to like empathy, empathy and and his desire for health for these kids. Yeah. But he is over. He's compensating for something. Yeah. Um, which episodes later you'll see that, um, he's a pretty interesting character, but he's healthy until he gets broken by his students basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 He has like too much riding on there. 
their affirmation or yeah or their like participation in yeah, whatever he's doing yeah um i do yeah so let's get a little nerdy about what's happening to helga um I, the easiest way to say it is that she is cre- she's created a monster i mean it's frankenstein she like took all the things that she loves about herself with her best friend and combined them into this like grotesque um, combination of those things. And I think when it comes to like literary tradition, that's a pretty common theme of like, what have I created? Um, And so that's interesting. And like to see her, to see her power fall through her fingers um, is pretty uh, appealing and um, uh, satisfying. Like when she's in line and she gets the detention She's like, I-, I was gonna take you to the monster rally, and Phoebe's like, I don't even like monster rallies. Like, there's something, like in that moment, you do root for Phoebe because mm-hmm. Helga, Helga, she's like, yeah, asserting herself. She, yeah, she's, and, but for Fee- for Helga, like that that really throws off her relationship with Phoebe because that's not the way their relationship has ever worked. And we saw a similar thing with Rhonda and um, Nadine when Nadine's like no, I want some, I want some power in this relationship too. Um, so, you know, and, and you see it also with Helga and or, um, Arnold and Gerald when they go into business together. So I think it's a common trope in the show to have um, the, the less motivated of the two kind of even out with the, with the motivated one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, it, it's familiar, um, but that, it's a psych- psychological push when Phoebe says, I don't even like monster truck shows. Mm-hmm. She's, she's building her voice. She's stating her person. Um, but then if we, so, so the, I think those tropes of like Frankenstein's monster and like the, the, the pair becoming equal that those are common themes, both in literature and in the show. Um, but I think the even more fascinating aspect of this is I mentioned it earlier is, Helga looking at Helga and realizing she doesn't like what she sees, but not realizing that it's her that she's looking at. Totally. Um, yeah. Like that. The, it, it's almost like the ability to detach yourself from yourself yes. and kind of watch yourself. Oh yeah. And there's something about it that's like meditative. There's like, a, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty interesting uh, thing to do. And it, it, it reminds me of, and this has maybe happened to you too, but we're like, you meet somebody that you don't know and then you see them do like, I can be very self-deprecating and I've met people before randomly who are extremely that same way. And I watch them and I watch them like, why are you doing that? You don't need to act like that. And then I was like, holy shit, I do that. Yes. yes and I, yes. I think it's weird when I yep. see somebody else yep. do it. Yep. And then I like, you know, yeah. like, why is that a thing that I do? And I'm dumb like Helga and she'll never learn she'll, and yeah, I'll never, never yeah. learn. And so it's like, but the, that ability doesn't come around often to see certain qualities of yourself yeah. basically reflected right back at you. And then to have the wherewithal to be like, I don't like that. And then to fix it. Uh, not only I don't like that, I, I, you have a little more understanding than Helga, which is, holy shit, that's me. Yeah. Um, all that, Hel- th- there's a moment where Helga sees that Phoebe sees Helga. There are two moments. One is when Phoebe looks into the mirror and sees, like, Phoebe sees herself turn into a Helga. And Helga, for some reason, in this weird universe, saw that reflection morph. And she's like, it's yeah. not that bad, which is really more of a joke for the viewer, I guess. Yeah. But then the other thing is, 
Phoebe saying, you taught me to be this way. Yeah. And Helga, it's like, she doesn't even know what she's saying. Yeah. She says, you didn't have to like learn so well, basically. Totally. Yeah. Um, which is her yeah, saying. You're such a good student. You're, yeah. Yeah. And she, what she's saying is you don't have to be so much like me. Yeah. And there's a, there's a sad reality to that, which is, and that's, it's like a sad and sweet thing saying no one can be me except me. Um, mm-hmm. So there, w- without Helga knowing it, I think she is stating her personhood in a, in a like I am me kind of way. Well, and it also is like a nod to her high, like her, in the intellectual side of Phoebe and her perfectionist side, mm. which is like, of course, if you're going to mimic me, you're going to do it better. Oh, than interesting. Me. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, it, yeah. So it's like a That's double. Really interesting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like a, there's a lot going on in that statement. It's like, you're both being too good of a student because you're a perfectionist, but also stop being this me. Only you. I'm me. Yeah. But what, what I, I mentioned it earlier with the uncanny, which I've also mentioned in this, in this, uh, in our podcast before, uh, specifically the episode where, Arnold's looking at himself in the mirror without his hat and he doesn't recognize himself. Um, and that's the, there, there's an irony there and there's like a, a deep, uh, like a childhood psychosis that happens a lot with young kids younger than nine, like two and three. Sometimes they have trouble recognizing themselves in the, in the mirror because they've never, especially even younger newborns because they've never seen themselves. And so you mentioned it earlier, like deta- Helga detaches herself and watches herself. But because it's, it's, it's like she knows there's something familiar there. She knows that there's something like her there, but she can't name it. She can't actually say, I don't like what you're doing, which scares me because that's who I am. Like that would be the most emotionally health, not health, not healthy, but like emotionally aware thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead she just says, stop being such a tyrant basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the irony is that, she, that Helga is one too. Mm-hmm. And so the uncanny definitely is, um, an ironic, uh, ironic character development because it's great for the viewer to, to see not only another side of Helga through Phoebe, but see Helga view herself through basically view herself through her own eyes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like her, her objection to Phoebe being the way she is, is mostly because it encroaches on, Helga being able to be like, do what she wants. That's interesting. It's not so much like, yeah, it's not, it's not the reflective introspective thing. Well, it becomes competitive. Yes. It's like, wait a minute. I thought that I was going to get all these perks. Like you said, I think earlier, and now I don't get them. And that fucking pisses me off. It's mostly that it's not like, um, some sort of claim at, it's not like a claim. Like this is a bad way to live and be, it's like, that is my thing. That's not for you. Right, right. And, and yeah, yes, there can only be one, essentially. What's interesting is... Is I, that like a Star Wars thing? There can only be uh, one. No, but it no. sounds like it, yeah. Um, there's an... I, I, I know that there are theories of com- competitiveness with twins, too, and with even with siblings in general, but... Um, you know, when, when one t- twin eats another in the womb, like... Yeah, like, that's cool. The uncanny is not just a mirror looking at yourself. It's also saying like, I mean, it leads into like an object, an object conversation, which is you are exactly like me. And that puts myself in, in a competition I don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
Yeah, totally. When so when Helga's horrified, which that's like the true abject, like Helga's Helga being horrified that Phoebe's standing up to her and giving her a, a, a detention slip, that's the abject. That's her seeing the worst version of herself in in something that's in competition with her. So it's not it's not her seeing the worst in herself in herself. It's the worst of herself somewhere else. And so it allows the competition to be more visceral, I think. Totally. And, and yeah, definitely. And I think it, there's also, so I think, and this goes back kind of like to the good student thing comment that Helga makes, like in that scene, when she says that, like Phoebe is sitting up on the table, the entire school or class is basically in detention yeah. and Helga's like cleaning the board. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you realize like Phoebe isn't actually good at being like, like the way that Helga is because Helga does Helga in a way where like things still get to go on as normal, mm, you know, mm. and she gets to do what she wants. Right. 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 Fel, Felby, Phoebe, Phoebe is like so good at it that like everybody's unhappy. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Helga's unhappy. And it's not like a sustainable way to be, yeah. which is like you said earlier, which is like a good way of putting it like the emotional coup that goes on. Like that's not going to happen to Helga. What's going to happen to Helga right. is that people are going to be like, she's fucking awful. I don't like being around her. Yeah. And that's bad. And, and she's going to be... be lonely. Yes. Truly and... lonely. Yes. Phoebe, Phoebe's so aware of her loneliness that she believes that she can't have power. She, totally. she believes that until, until she's given a voice. It's interesting because there is some goodness in Helga teaching Phoebe how to have a voice. There's yeah. like uh, that kind of power is a good thing. Um, it's, it's just like un- a tyrant makeover is what she gets. <laughs> yeah. It's unfettered power. That yeah. is a problem. Um, oh, I had another, well, th- go ahead. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, there's just something I think that now there's like a scene early on where Phoebe confronts a student and Helga's standing in the background yeah, uh-huh. like menacingly and like bullies the student. And, and Phoebe thinks it's her that's doing the really like intense thing, yeah. you know, and there, there's something about like that, like being like a training wheels moment. That's really interesting. And uh, or like a baby that like you're propping up and they think they're flying, but you're holding them <laughs> like, you know, where it's like, it's a total lie, but it like, it's, it's really believable for the person, you know, <laughs> the difference is the baby would really start flying because Phoebe yeah. flies and she's really taking the, the show over. But um, there's something that's pretty interesting about that. Like where there's that moment where it, it is a total lie. Yeah. But it, but it, but it works. It, and oh, then that, she, that was the last yes. bit that she needed. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of like the thing where you're, you're really nice to somebody or like they show you something and you're like, what do you think of this? I made this thing. And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, you see the potential in it. It's not really that great, but there's a lot of potential there and you want them to keep going. So you don't want to be like, well, you know, there's all these problems to it and then like destroy their, right, you know what right. I mean? Deflate them too early on. There is a little bit of back to Trump. It's hard not to talk about Trump when it comes to manipulative power hungry people. Um, there is a little bit of like the the Tea Party grassroots kind of coalition, sta- which has actual political power before Trump was in office, and like they were they were kind of asshole bullies, and they they did it. They like their voices were heard for better and for worse. Um, and they took over the government. They, they destroyed it. Yeah. 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 They, they did all the, all the, they, they had power in the way they wanted to have power. 
And then they see this guy, Trump, and they're like, oh, we can ride that. We can ride that hard. And yeah. so for the, for the first six months of the campaign, more than that, the first year of the campaign, because our campaigns go about a year too long. Yeah. But uh, the whole time that that Trump's calling, you know, little Marco Rubio and like tearing down like people who would have been decent presidents, maybe not great, but like. Better than him. Much, much, much better. He's He's tearing him down. And guess what the Tea Party does? They're behind his shoulder going, looking at everyone else saying, don't say a word. This guy's going to be our president. Or even if they do say bad things like, like, you know, fast forward six months there, he's talking about like the budget and Paul Ryan's having an orgasm and smirking the entire time. Right. Because his super weirdo fucking austerity measures are being like potentially being pushed through. And, and, and it's like, he doesn't like the guy. He doesn't believe in well, the guy, I think, but he's getting what he wants. Yes. But then eventually, uh, Trump, <laughs> like eventually everyone realizes even people who are like through their teeth saying, yeah, I really like him. Like people realize, Oh shit. We let, we let a bull go in the China shop. Yeah. And it was funny for a while and we got what we wanted for a while. Um, and, but now what happened? And that feels a little bit like what happens with Helga and Phoebe. Like she's like behind Phoebe's shoulder. Like, I got your back, man. I got your back. But what happens is like, because eventually what does Trump do? He turns around and points the finger at Paul. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Or all of them. Yeah. It's yeah. It, I don't know. Trump. We need to stop talking about Trump. It's hard not to. <laughs> it's really hard. It's, <laughs> I know. I know. It is really hard. He's terrible. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good episode. Give it a watch. It's a it's it's, it's a pretty cute fun one. It's a fun yeah. cute one. It's not my favorite by any means, but it's a no. pretty fun pretty fun episode. Um, do we have any reason to shit on Arnold this week? No, he's like not even in the episode. Yeah, he has like a couple lines. I, I mean, he does pitch in on the like Phoebe. We love all the things that you do for us. Yeah, but he, the, we'll give him a pass. Very kind. Very yeah. kind. You'll get um, it next time. So we do have music uh, that is coming. Um, in a moment, I'm going to read it right now. Uh, it's by Kamasi Washington. Uh, the song is, uh, integrity. Um, and it is from the album Har- harmony of difference. Um, so enjoy that. Uh, also, uh, what does it take for you guys to leave, leave ratings? <laughs> well, I like the trail off. What does it take for you guys to leave? Oh, I mean the ratings. A comment. Leave a leave a comment. Leave a comment and ratings. So I don't know what we're gonna have to do. I don't know. Maybe threaten to just get off the air. Yeah, we'll record, <laughs> we'll record it for us because we like listening <laughs> to it, but we won't put it online. We won't put it online. But we we actually had a new person that signed up for the Patreon. Thank you. Two, so now nice. we have a couple bucks, a couple dollars, a couple a dollars a month. Yeah, it's this thing is starting to pay off. Uh, we also have an email: uh, hey dot hey arnold hey at gmail dot com. Um, Send us pictures of your cats. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Send us pictures of your boom cranes, which has happened before. Oh, yes. Boom crane. Is that what, is that what it's called? I think so. Crane truck? Boom crane truck? truck? I had no idea what you were going to say, but I like that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, shout out to Erin Vaughn Illustration, oh. um, because she lets us use her <laughs> studio every week. <laughs> Uh, it's a little messier this week than usual, Aaron. So next time, please clean it up before we get recorded. Wait, are you throwing shade <laughs> to my kidding. sister on the air? You know that I walked out of my last job because someone threw shade at my sister, I know, right? I know yeah, you did. Yeah. I know.
I'm joking. Adam's backing up. Into it ruins the, the air quality. The air quality. The audio quality, Aaron. All the pa- all the loose paper. All this is the mess. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. For what so we pay, we would deserve way better. <laughs> uh, enjoy the song by Kamasi Washington, and we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. The next episode is um, Harold's Bar Mitzvah, which is one of my favorite episodes. It's it's a great a great little painting of our favorite annoying friend Harold. Oh, Harold. Um, thanks for joining us, and um, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.